Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Exciting for you to be racing alongside your son. 
Uh, yeah, it really is. You know, I'm sure you, you can relate to how I feel. I, I tell people this all the time. Um, you know, it's different than it was for all the years I did it without them. You're on the track, and, you know, normally you're worried about yourself and worried about what corners you're going around and stuff. And then now I find myself, I'll, uh, I'll go around a corner, and I'm jumping on the radio telling the pit crew, I'm like, make sure no one knows there's dirt in turn four, dirt in turn four. Uh, <laughs> you know, stuff you never worried about before. I'm sure you can relate. But uh, it's been pretty, pretty incredible. I mean, his uh, his rise to um, the excellence that he's shown is is, is very quick, and, and um, we're all very proud of him and very happy that he's continuing on the family tradition that my father-in-law started, and my brother-in-law, and uh, myself, obviously, and now Nolan. Yeah, that's really cool. And Nolan, uh, my my uh, both my boys came up through go kart racing uh, starting at an early age. When they were uh, about twelve and ten years old, uh, you're, you, you're a hockey player. I think you're you're uh, you're kind of coming into racing uh, a little later here in your college uh, years, but uh, uh, it must be must be exciting for you to be racing alongside your dad. Yeah, it's extremely exciting. Uh, you are right. I did play hockey for most of my life, but uh, when we lived in Florida, I did the uh, Florida Karting Championship Series from 2008 to 2011. Um, and it was actually uh, sim racing that got me back into uh, – it got me the opportunity to drive a real car. Um, but, yeah, it's just uh, a dream come true to be able to race alongside him. Uh, like I tell everyone, I grew up at the racetrack watching him race uh, cleaning cars, and uh, I never uh, never imagined I'd actually get the chance to be behind the wheel of one myself. Yeah, and you guys are uh, very quick and formula continental uh uh, racers and, and tricky conditions at uh, VIR last weekend. I, I, I was impressed. I watched the uh, video. You were you were in, uh, entered in both the uh, Formula F and the Formula C uh, divisions, and in both cases, uh, really tricky conditions. Uh, you had a couple offs in both races and came back strong. What was it like racing down there in, in the wet? Yeah, the conditions were really tricky, uh, a little bit of an aftermath from Hurricane Ian. But I, uh, I tell everyone, I, I, I thoroughly enjoy racing in the rain. It's a lot of fun. Um, it just makes everything a little bit more interesting. And like people call it, it's the, the great equalizer. Um, doing the race in the Formula Ford class, it's a very different car to the FC, a little bit softer suspension, higher ride height, um, and a slightly different tire compound. Um, but uh, having already raced in the rain at the track that weekend gave me a massive advantage going into the FC race because I already knew where I'd want to place the car. Yeah, it's, uh, and you guys are racing open wheels, so yeah, a lot of rooster tails uh, throughout the field. I mean, uh, uh, Robert, uh, you've been racing uh, Formula cars for a long time. I'm a sports car racer. Uh, it, it, you must go into turn one at a place like the Junior National Way. Pretty, pretty quick run down to turn one at VIR. Can you see anything? Um, as long as there's no one in front of you, you can see you can see something. But yeah, when, when there's just so many in front of you, you, you know, I always tell people, and Nolan can can now tell you this too as well. And you basically you're looking at the mist and the light in front of you. The car in front of you has a rain light, and you kind of judge your distance by that. And um, you find yourself looking out the side of the car for markers and stuff because really in front of you there's not a whole lot to see so you find yourself looking off to the left and, and right front of the car to uh, find your spots for a break point but um, we probably go in there in the rain we probably go in the turn one at 
where we would normally in the dry go in at about 130, 135. We probably are going in at about 120, maybe 115. Um, but we are breaking sooner, and, and it is a lot of faith. And like Nolan said, the fact that he would have gone out in the rain for a previous race and you know, you find the spots. You basically find the spots on the track where the grip is, and it's a big help once you do a couple laps there for sure. Yeah, it's a uh, yeah, it's, it's a very three dimensional track. Uh, the the hog pen section for folks uh, listening who are familiar with that track uh, is uh, tricky in in the uh, downhill, uh, uh, very tricky uh, uh, high G part part of the track, and that must be diabolical. Uh, in the red, it was interesting, uh, uh, Nolan, uh, uh, reading about your setup uh, for the race in the Formula C race, and you chose uh, uh, a little less downforce than the, the guys around you. How, how did that, how did that uh, work out for you, you think? Yeah, well, first I'll vouch for you on the uh, craziness of the roller coaster to hog pen section. It's an elevation change of over 100 feet. Um, so it's properly named roller coaster. Um, but yeah, we did choose to do a uh, lower downforce setup, especially on the rear wing. Um, I uh, worked with the team and especially Don, our engineer, to come up with the best setup that we could for the car. And I think that straight line advantage is uh, what gave me the edge against Trevor and uh, Simon at the very end. Yeah, really, really bold move uh, for the lead. I think on the last lap coming out of uh, turn one. So, uh, you obviously had uh, a good feel for the track there, but yeah, on a on a on a fast track like F1, uh, like a BIR, uh, yeah, must have must have helped out on the long straightaways to be a little less trimmed out. Um, Robert, when you uh, you've raced uh, national championships for a long time, uh, is, uh, how do you like BIR as a venue for the national championships? Um, I like it a lot. VIR is a really scenic. Uh, beautiful course. The elevation change, as Nolan said, I mean, it's it's pretty awesome. You go up the hill to Oak Tree. It's a big, huge rise up the Snake S's, um, and it's 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 a great track. I've had I've had some bad luck there. Uh, I probably should have won a national championship there in '19, but five laps left. I had a decent lead. My motor blew up, and and um, but that all went away this year. Of course, with Nolan winning, it was. Uh, it was really thrilling, and honestly, as I said before, it's uh, having having him win it and being on the track at the same time was I think is better than the two national championships I won myself. As a as a father, you're like you know you you hope for so much for your kids, and when something like that happens, you're just you know I, I was crying like a baby from turn one all the way to turn six after he crossed our finish line. I already won, so it's but uh, VIR is a great place, and I I'm happy that it was the place that it happened. Yeah, it's really a great moment. Uh, speaking of father sons, uh, knowing my father, uh, who I grew up uh, uh, racing with, he he raced VIR back in the 1960s when the track first opened. And uh, in those days, the not only did you have oak tree, uh, the full oak tree up there in the hairpin turn, but there were trees like 15 feet from the track. I mean, he showed me pictures of that track in the old days. I mean, safety has come a long way in uh, motorsports, hasn't it? Oh, I'd agree. Uh, even when I was practicing on the iRacing platform, they still have the oak tree there, um, and it still uh, it still holds its name even today, even though there is no oak tree. Um, 
yeah, I would agree with you on how far uh, the safety uh, precautions have gone in motorsport. Just look at old uh, videos of rally racing. People would be standing on the side of the track waving. Um, that would never happen today. Yeah. Yeah, and it's especially important in, uh, in Formula Car Racing, open-wheel racing like you're doing. Uh, uh, you know, it's, it's really great to have the cars as safe and the tracks as safe as they are. Um uh, more Formula Car Racing still in your future this uh, year, though. You go in next week to the uh, final round of the FRP uh, F1600 uh, uh, championships. Um, uh, some of the best, uh, some of the best racing uh, in the country. You're with Team Pelfrey. How, how are you looking for next weekend? Yeah, we are very excited to close up the season. I am uh, currently fourth in the championship with a tight gap between third, second, and first. Um, anything can happen going into the final round, but Team Pelfrey has just done so much for me, and they've given me an incredible car all season. Um, I look back now on some of the first few races of this season and what I've been doing in previous years, and it's just incredible how much I've learned from racing F1600. Uh, like I always tell everyone, I, I started an FC, and that's a faster car than the F1600, but I've learned so much more from uh, racing that series. Hey, uh, so Robert, uh, uh, you got your son's uh, already a uh, national FCCA champion uh, this year. Got any predictions for uh, next weekend in Pittsburgh? Oh, I'm I'm not I'm not going to jinx anything. You crazy? I don't. I'm way too superstitious for that stuff. Uh, I just hope he has fun and uh, <laughs> everybody comes home happy. So that's that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that'll, that'll be great to watch. So, uh, um, I, uh, Nolan, you've been, you guys have been, I think, to Pittsburgh already this year uh, in the F-1600 series. Uh, how do you like that track? I'm uh, very excited to go back to Pittsburgh. That was actually the track that I took my first Pro Series win. Um, we have a very good setup at uh, Team Pelfrey, and uh, I worked with my coach, uh, Alex Barron, on the first weekend that I went there, and he gave me a lot of tips that's going to make it a a very exciting weekend for me. I feel like we can be uh, very strong and hopefully have a few good results. Yeah, it's, uh, that's going to be fun to watch. Well, uh, good luck next weekend. Congratulations, Nolan, on the uh, FCCA National Championship. Uh, Robert, congratulations on having two FCCA National Champions uh, in the family. Uh, wish you guys all the best next weekend. Thanks, Henry. Appreciate it. Thank you, Henry. All right, then we'll... That will uh, conclude our first segment today. We're going to hear from a couple of our sponsors. And on the uh, other side, we'll be talking to Paul Starpello about a new racetrack down in Florida. You're on Car Radio 910 AM. Governor Whitmer knows that sometimes hardworking people just need an opportunity to get ahead. That's why she's fought to deliver policies that help improve lives in our community. She expanded child care access and invested $17 billion into our public schools. She funded tuition-free community college scholarships to help folks finish a degree or improve their skills. Governor Whitmer, keep fighting for policies that create opportunity for all of us. Paid for by Put Michigan First. If you've been injured in a car, truck, or motorcycle accident, the insurance companies never want to pay. Hello. Listen, David, I'm telling you, we won't pay. No, I'm looking at the case right now, and you will pay. No, we won't. I'm absolutely no, positive we won't. that you will pay. No. Okay, that's it. No. 
When the insurance companies say they won't pay, I will make them pay you. Get the money you deserve at GetDavidGetPaid.com. The IRS finally caught up with Louie. I hadn't paid my taxes in eight years. I owed the IRS a lot of money. Louie was in deep trouble. We're going to take your house, put a lien on your bank account, uh, garnish your pay. They don't care. They're going to take your paycheck. Louie found out about Optima Tax Relief, the leading tax resolution firm. A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau, they've resolved over $1 billion for their clients. Optima Tax, they helped me. They calmed me down. They made me feel comfortable, and I trust them. Louie has a lot to be thankful for. I don't owe the IRS anymore, and I'm able to live a comfortable life, a lot better life. It was because of Optima Tax. For tax help you can trust, call Optima now for a free consultation. Take it from Louie. If you owe the IRS, don't go it alone. Give Optima Tax a call. They can help you. Call 800-928-0199. 800-928-0199. Optima Tax Relief. Testimonial from an actual client. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Attention! Do you owe back taxes, fines, and penalties to the IRS? The IRS now offers new relief options for taxpayers affected by COVID-19. But you can't go it alone. Call Tax Solutions now. Our team of former IRS agents and tax professionals can get you the best deal. We know the COVID-19 rules. Call us and never speak to the IRS again. I couldn't sleep. We were being audited. I called Tax Solutions now and a great big weight was lifted off my shoulders. I called Tax Solutions now and they got the IRS off my back. Tax Solutions now had my wage garnishment lifted in 48 hours. The virus has caused the IRS to take extensive action to help taxpayers. So if you owe $10,000 or more, this is the best time in years to settle your tax debt. I qualified for the Fresh Start program. I paid less than I owed. Remember, the IRS will not give up until you pay. Call All right, welcome back into Car Radio. You're on 910A and the Superstation. The club race circuit continues to expand across this country. Um, a, a wonderful development uh, uh, for those of us who love motorsports, uh, but also uh, for folks who just want access to tracks uh, near them. Uh, there are great tracks all over this country, uh, Watkins Glen, New York, Mid-Ohio, uh, Laguna Seca, California. But increasingly, uh, we're finding uh, local community tracks that people can join and become club members of. We are joined by Paul Starpello down in Florida, who is building a new circuit. Uh, Paul, how are you? Hi, Henry. Good afternoon. I'm good. I'm good. Thanks. Yeah, great to have you on the program. We have uh, spoken with the uh, with another Scarpello here in the past, that uh, your brother Tom Scarpello, who uh, is also in Florida with a com- com- uh, company called Revology, uh, uh, making uh, classic uh, Mustang GT 350s and GT 500s on modern uh, platforms, uh, sounds like uh, the Scarpello family has a little oil in their blood. 
Yeah, no, that's uh, yeah, that's right on. That's correct. Uh huh. Did you guys? Uh, did you guys both grow up uh, loving cars? Was your father a car guy? What's the uh, What's the family history? Uh, well, the funny thing is, our, our dad, you know, not so much. I mean, you know, my brother was more the mechanical guy. I mean, he he was, you know, rebuilding his entire, you know, '65 Mustang when he was 16 years old. Um, I had. Well, I think my first car was a four thousand bucks. Um, I, I had half of it. I saved up, and my I think my dad contributed the other half. Four thousand bucks bought a '77 Porsche 924 with the four-speed, and uh, you know that was my first car. So I mean, you know, from a, from an early age, we both loved cars, and um, you know, but but you know, we we, we Tom, my brother, he worked for Ford for twenty years, and he was always in the automotive industry. That was his background. For me. Um, I went a different path. I, you know, coming out of college, I went into real estate and construction and ended up becoming a developer and a general contractor. So that was my background and which, which actually, uh, you know, fits well now, uh, with this motorsports club concept because, you know, half of it is motorsports, uh, you know, the track, that's the most important part. But, you know, important nonetheless is the other part, and that's all the other, uh, you know, structures and facilities, the rest of the, the mixed-use development. So so putting this together down here in Central Florida has been been really exciting because I'm using my, my background in, in being both a commercial and a residential builder, uh, you know, for this mixed-use uh, project. Yeah, it's, it's exciting to see. Uh, uh, you and I both have uh, similar first-car experiences. My first car was a 1987 Fortune 944, uh, wonderful car, uh, both on and off the uh, track. So, so Paul, um, uh, what, what's going on? I mean, we were just in the previous segment, uh, I was talking to uh, Robert and Nolan Aller from up here in Gross Point, uh, Michigan, uh, a couple racers who were down at the SCCA National Runoffs at, at Virginia International Raceway, which uh, I race at frequently. And in 2000, sort of was the first racetrack to develop this idea of a uh, of a club uh, environment, essentially, um, you know, taking bringing a golf course model to a racetrack. Uh, and since that time, we've just seen an explosion of these uh, club tracks. Uh, around the country, uh, Monticello, New York, Audubon, Chicago, um, and uh, right right here in Michigan at M1 Concourse. Now you're developing Circuit Florida. Uh, what have you developers figured out about uh, racetracks and um, and the developments? Yeah, well, you know, it's evolved over the years. I mean, the, the ones you, you pointed out up in at the Audubon, for instance, or Monticello, you know, those those were the earlier ones, and and you know, initially. You know, it was a track, you know, they didn't, uh, or, or let's put it this way, currently the trend is to have on-site, you know, uh, townhomes or homes. You know, for instance, out in Thermal, California, um, you have to be a, uh, you, have to, you have to own a home to be a member out there, and their price, I believe, the homes start at $3 million. I mean, they're very expensive, so it's very, very exclusive out there. Other places, a lot of places, will have private garages, right? So, so the members, um, you know, can have their private garage within the facility. And that's kind of the latest trend. I'd say over the last five years, I mean, all, any of the new clubs coming out now, they're, 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 they're recognizing the benefit or the, you know, the desire for, for members to have that on-site, um, their own private uh, place on-site. And you know, the, the tough part, I, I think, for a lot of these folks 
is that when you develop one of these clubs, generally you're going on in, uh, industrially zoned property. So when you do that, to have a residential component is very difficult uh, to, to get approval. And, you know, I gave you the example. I mean, there are some that have it. Uh, Atlanta, Motorsport Park, they, you know, they do have, uh, I understand, it. you can stay overnight. Um, of course, out in thermal you can. But there are a lot of them you can't, uh, that you can stay during the day. You, you know, you, you have your own private place, but, you know, it's not, a, it's not considered a residential dwelling and you can't stay overnight. Now, in Florida, I think, you know, just because we've got great weather year-round and, you know, a lot of these tracks up north, they don't operate in the winter, um, you know, we kind of have a, a special benefit uh, where, you know, if we, if, we have, if we have, in our case, townhomes where people can live there and they can stay overnight, they can have permitted overnight stays, it, it really adds a nice benefit for those, those townhome owners, and, and, and you know, especially over the winter. Uh, as a, say a second home, and and we do have that right here. It was one of the things you know, we had a unique situation on the piece of property that that we moved forward on. Uh, it was actually unzoned. It, it, it didn't have a prior zoning. It was a parcel that was unzoned, which is a very you know I I've been in the real estate development business for a long time. Back in the '90s, I would do cell tower acquisition and cell towers. You know, for zoning is you know, it's tough to get a, a, a tower built. And, and uh, you know, so building a track, you know, it's not, it's not a simple thing either. And uh, it was unique that we had a, a piece of land that was unzoned. So we were able to get it zoned with a, a, a special zoning that allows our track use. Uh, it, it has a tourist designation to it as well, uh, which then allows us to uh, have a residential use as well for the townhome. So, so it's really nice. Um, you know, it, it took some time to work through it. it. Took a couple of years, but we're there now, and and uh, we're real excited that you know we're under construction, and just in a matter of months, we'll we'll have our first phase done. Yeah, it's really it's going to be music to the ears of folks up here in uh, Detroit. Obviously, uh, uh, folks up here who who are into to, uh, cars and collector cars, uh, they like to spend time in Florida during the winter months. And you're right in the Lakeland area. Your your address is Auburndale. Uh, Florida. I mean, it's, it's right next to Lakeland, where a lot of uh, Michiganders, for example, go to see the Detroit Tigers in spring training. So you can go uh, uh, see the Tigers and then uh, go over and exercise your car a little bit. Yeah, yeah, we're we're right next to Lakeland. I mean, in fact, we're you know it's a unique location in this sense too. We're we've got a half mile on Interstate Four, so we're very visible uh, as you know folks drive down you know Interstate Four. We're worth uh, 40 minutes uh, from downtown Tampa and downtown Orlando. So, so we split that difference. I mean, you're talking Orlando, I think 2.2 million people. I, I believe Tampa's 3.1. I think you have another 800,000 people in Lakeland. So you take that combined 6 million people, and we're within a you know 40 minute drive. So, so we feel like we, we're in a, a great spot to, uh, yeah. Let alone the people that come from out of state, but just locally, we're we're you know in a nice spot. And you, you know, you mentioned the the Michiganders coming down. You know, that's one of the things in Florida. I, you know, yeah. I mean, we fully expect we're going to get you know, a certain certain number of members will come from out of state because uh, it is a nice place to come during the winter, especially. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I know there's uh, there's a, another uh, track. Uh, I think there's three cl- uh, club tracks I'm aware of now in Florida. One over in Tampa. Uh, you're developing the property there. In Auburndale, and uh, and I believe Miami uh, just recently opened a club track as well. So uh, a lot of uh, options for folks, and 
Uh, I know uh, people up here at M1 Concourse, uh, because we're we're in a uh, very different uh, environment than Florida, uh, uh, folks uh, uh, come down here, uh, come down to Florida from M1 when M1 shuts down during the winter, and they're looking at uh, your track. So it uh, sounds like you guys got a good market. Yeah, I, I believe so. And one thing, too, uh, Henry, I'm going to point out about our track that makes it unique down here is, that, you know, Florida, anybody that's been down in Florida is familiar with Florida knows it's flat. Uh, you know, you know, rare to find a hill is <laughs> um, just flat. And But our site has over 40 feet. I mean, our entire site has about 50 feet of elevation change, but just on the track itself, it's 40 feet. So, our, so we have 40 feet of natural elevation tr- uh, uh, change uh, that's incorporated into the road course. So it's something that's unique for us down here, and it does differentiate us from, from the other Florida tracks. Yeah, I, uh, one of my favorite uh, tracks down there is Sebring International, and uh, which is about an hour south of you. And But that thing is flat as a pancake, so <laughs> it's exciting to hear there's some elevation change down in Florida. Uh, uh, Paul, hold on there. We're going to take a break here, uh, here from our advertisers. And uh, on the other side, we'll be talking more with Paul Scarpello about Circuit Florida. You're on 910 AM. If you've been injured in a car, truck, or motorcycle accident, the insurance companies never want to pay. Hello? Listen, David, I'm telling you, we won't pay. No, I'm looking at the case right now, and you will pay. No, we won't. I'm absolutely positive that you will pay. No. Okay, that's it. When the insurance companies say they won't pay, I will make them pay you. Get the money you deserve at GetDavidGetPaid.com. Did you know most vitamin supplements don't even come from food? Even the products with colorful fruits and vegetables adorning the labels are seldom derived from produce. Typically, supplements are synthetic, made in a laboratory. Modern science may synthetically imitate these chemicals, but your body isn't fooled. It knows the difference, and it craves quality materials to build, repair, and fight illness. You need to consume fruits and vegetables daily in a variety of colors, as well as whole grains and other fresh food. That's why I formulated Balance of Nature. I wanted to be able to give my patients a natural alternative to the cheap, unnatural chemistry by giving them real fruits and vegetables. In fact, the only ingredients inside of Balance of Nature are whole fruits and vegetables. Don't settle for imitation nutrition. Reach for the good stuff, the real stuff. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com. Get 35% off your first preferred order by using discount code RADIO5. 
WADL gets a facelift and is now My 38 Detroit. Along with a facelift comes new programming on Mondays at 8 p.m. Catch a two-hour block of Law & Order SVU. Tuesdays, Chicago Fire. Wednesdays, Dateline. More Dateline and Chicago PD on Thursdays and on Fridays. You'll get more Chicago PD to start your weekend. We'll still have some of your favorite shows like Mom, Blackish, and Friends. Just adding more for you to enjoy on My 38. My38 is offering a great special that cannot be refused. Are you looking for a great deal on TV advertising? Are you searching for an avenue to get your business name out to the public? With My38, we are offering a great special with 100 commercial ads for a great price. This offers for a 30-day ad placement. Please contact Mike Z for more information at 248-357-4566. 248-357-4566. Or email at M-I-K-E-Z at the wordnetwork.org. This excludes political ads. The Word Network has been broadcasting inspirational messages around the world since the year 2000. And we keep getting bigger and better and more innovative. Seen all around the world, we bring you the best teaching, impartation, singing, and inspiration. If you want original programming, we have that too. The Word Network is your exclusive source for all things inspiration. And we can be found on every device imaginable. If you want to be uplifted and inspired, you need The Word Network. Visit Central Park Deli today and receive 10% off any purchase when ordering from our mobile app and enter promo code 910AM. Our new menu items include gluten-free wraps, spinach wraps, fried spicy buffalo cauliflower, and sweet potato maple cheesecake. Don't forget about our always delicious Side Ginsburg corned beef, our fresh hand-patted charbroiled 100% premium beef burgers, and our homemade teriyaki stir-fries. Central Park Deli has curbside service available and DoorDash delivery. Come visit us today. All right, welcome back into Car Radio. You're on 910 AM Superstation. I'm Henry Payne, auto columnist for the Detroit News. We're talking with Paul Scarpello about a new racetrack development down in Florida called Circuit, Florida. And, uh, uh, Paul, you're talking uh, before the break about how uh, this track in central Florida has some elevation uh, change. It also sounds uh, pretty high speed. Uh, you're advertising like four different parts of this 1.7 mile circuit you can eclipse 100 miles an hour yeah that's right um our land is is rectangular um in shape so so it worked out real well that to have both uh, a number of turns we've got 14 turns on the track and and then four four areas of, of, of pretty good distances of, of straightaways you know one being about 1800 feet that's our longest one and when, when you go into it, it you're, you're kind of gaining speed through a to a long term getting into that 1800 uh, foot straight and and that one um it was modeled at, at 150 miles per hour and our track designer is a fellow by the name of bob bernard he's he's well known in the industry he's, he's been designing tracks and consulting for different uh, clubs um across the country for 35 plus years um very very experienced uh designer and consultant uh, boy, he's been involved in Daytona. I know he had an influence on the road course there, and you know, just all over the place. It's amazing his experience um, and, and what he. When you talk to him about uh, different things, he's got such a fast uh, experience to draw upon. But anyway, he was the one that designed our track, and um, that's right. We, we, you know, there's it's a good mix. It's a really good mix. I, I've been on some courses 
that maybe you don't get enough speed and, you know, it's just, yeah, it's not that, you know, and, and I think we've really hit it well with the combination of straights and turns on, on our track. Yeah, no, that must be a fascinating process. Uh, I don't know if you've developed uh, golf courses before, but um, uh, what's it like when you uh, bring in a designer like Bob Bernard and uh, and talk to him about a track? Do you uh, sort of give him free reign, or do you give him an idea of what you're looking for? What's that What's that process like in developing a racetrack? Well, you know what, you know, naturally Bob's the expert, not me. And, and he's, you know, the thing that naturally his experience was, was, was a, you know, a, a big reason why I went with him versus somebody else, uh, his vast experience. The other thing about Bob, he, he's very safety conscious. And he brought that up at one point and he said, listen, um, you know, I, I don't, I'm not going to budge on safety. Uh, you know, I'm going to be strict on that. And, and, and and I like that. That's that exactly what I like. And, 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 and so you asked about, you know, the, the back and forth. Well, you know, naturally, um, you know, there might be a little bit back and forth in certain things. But, you know, frankly, I, I really went with the recommendations that Bob gave because he knows this stuff. He knows what, you know, how the track, how, how the turn should be. I mean, boy, that's what I'm paying him for. So, so he, you know, he, he's doing that. And, you know, at the same time, the again, the safety part is such a big part. And, and if I could, I'm going to touch upon this. You know that, you know, prior to, or, or, you know, prior to having this club, or, or right now, for instance, because we're in, in construction, and, and you know, folks around Orlando or even Tampa right now, since Motor Enclave's not built either, you know, if, if, if to get track time, you've got to, you know, sign up one of these clubs that have access, whether it's Sebring or Daytona or. You know, down in Palm Beach. Well, actually, they closed Palm Beach, so there's you know, Sebring is kind of the, the closest one. But you know, those are professional tracks, and and they're not they're designed for professional races in the sense that you know if you miss a turn, you know you might have a concrete barrier, you know, that you're going to smash into. That uh, for club members, you know, it's a it's a different design. In other words, you know, Bob's looking at this from the standpoint of hey, we got to have plenty of runoff space. Because the guys, you know, 90% of the guys that are going to be using the track are just going to have their personal sports cars. And, you know, we're, we're not professional race car drivers. We, you know, we don't want to damage them uh, doing a lapping session. So it is a little bit, bit of a different design as far as where you locate safety barriers and the amount of runoff space. And, and that is something that, you know, differentiates club tracks from, say, professional tracks. Yeah, that's, uh, that's really smart. I mean, as you say, uh, most of the racing or most of the track time, uh, it's going to be folks taking out their own uh, cars that they're keeping in garages down there. Yeah, very, very different uh, uh, daily track regimen than a than a, a high speed uh, race course. One of the things that I, that's been interesting is I've followed these uh, tracks around the country. You get the, a track like Monticello in New York, very exclusive. Uh, they, they they really um, uh, have very little interaction. Uh, with uh, outside racing communities. Uh, uh, then you get an M1 concourse uh, in Audubon in the Detroit, Chicago areas, which are much more open to the public. Uh, you get SCCA races at Audubon. Uh, M1 is constantly doing uh, 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 monthly open track days where members of the public can come in and sign up for laps. Uh, where do you see Circuit Florida fitting in in that, uh, uh, in that uh, regard? 
Well, I think the exclusivity, I use the word exclusivity, and that's, that's an important word because, you know, when we, send, when we set up a, a membership-based club, uh, that part of it is important. And so, in other words, you know, we're going to have a number, most of our uh, members will be what we call a state or corporate members, and those are folks that actually own a townhome or are, um, you know, we are going to have corporate space, and we've got two uh, commercial slash industrial buildings that we're going to build and, you know, for a number of, of corporate um, client uh, members, and they would rent space uh, for those. So the townhome owners are going to actually own, you know, fee simple, just like you buy any other residential townhome, you know, anywhere else. It's going to be the same situation. There would be a homeowners association, you know, similar to any other residential townhome uh, community. And then you'll have some commercial uh, space. And, and we will have a, a limited, very limited, very limited number of non-resident um, members. And uh, But we do plan to keep that member count low. I mean, right now we're, we're capping it at just 200 members. Um, but now keep in mind that, and we might, you know, well, we're going to make that determination. We want to increase past 200, you know, later. But right now, because we know this, Henry, we know that we're going to have, Members are going to have member days, right? And, 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 but then there's going to be, you know, other days that will be used for other purposes. And those other purposes would be, say, corporate rental for the day. Um, we might have an exotic car tourist component. I mean, we are, you know, 20 to 25 minutes away from Disney. And all the, I mean, you know, there's a market there to cater to those vacationers that, that, that come down to Orlando. And so there, and we're going to have racing schools, driving schools. So there will be opportunities for people to uh, use the track in those capacities, but not for just somebody off the street to come and, and, and have a laughing session um, uh, or to have car clubs, uh, because again, that that would detract from the exclusivity uh, part of, of the um, you know of the um, of the club. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, it's exciting news, Paul. Uh, you know, uh, great to have another racetrack, another car club uh, in the United States. Uh, look forward to uh, uh, hearing more from you. I hope we can get you back on the program when uh, things open up. Yeah, anytime, Henry. is my pleasure, and thanks for the time. I appreciate that. All right, so that's uh, Paul Scarpello building Circuit Florida, uh, right down in uh, Florida in between Tampa in Orlando, uh, uh, and they're uh, uh, breaking ground in that uh, uh, property. It'd be exciting to see uh, uh, how that comes together. All right, uh, speaking of Florida, we have uh, our good friend Stephen Cole-Smith on the line um, uh, joining us uh, to wrap up the racing uh, season. And, Stephen, I don't think you're too far from uh, the Lakeland-Auburndale area where this Circuit Florida track is being developed. No, I'm not, Henry. It's uh, just south of where I am. I used to race at the track at Auburndale. There's an oval track down there. Um, there's also a track like that that's opening in the Tampa area that's uh, right on the corner of Interstate 4 and uh, Interstate 75. And we've got another track, of course, that's already opened down near Miami. So Florida's really getting a lot of these private racetracks uh, putting together, there's a we've got some great weather down here, notwithstanding the last hurricane. But uh, like it's a beautiful day today, and it's a good time to be out on a racetrack. Yeah, you got uh, 12 months of sun, sunshine down there. Uh, it's obviously a big attraction to uh, folks with uh, nice cars, and yeah, it's neat, neat to see that 
uh, club track development going along with obviously the uh, world class uh, racetracks down there from uh, Homestead to Sebring to uh, Daytona. So, uh, uh, Stephen, great to have you back on the program. As always, um, a lot going on in the in the uh, racing world, but we have uh, wrapped up a couple series this year. Um, uh, start with uh, IndyCar. The um, came came down to the last race of the season. Uh, five guys had a shot at the title, and uh, we got Will Powers uh, champion for the second time. What do you think? Yeah, that's amazing. Power, uh, you know, Joseph Newgarden was second. He had five wins and one pole, and Will Power had one win and five poles. So it's, it's just that Newgarden wasn't able to be quite as consistent as Will Power, and that's one thing Will Power has always been. It just puts his nose down and, and gets the job done. And I was proud to see him uh, and, and Penske again get a, get a championship. Yeah, he's uh, Will Power. I think one of the funniest interviews. Uh, I always uh, I love it when he's uh, in the press room after a race on a if he's if he scored a podium. You never know what's going to come out of that uh, Australian's mouth. Uh, uh, Stephen, hold on there for a second. We're going to take a break. Hear from our sponsors, and we'll uh, keep talking uh, racing on the other side of the break. You're on Car Radio nine ten a.m. Visit Central Park Deli today and receive 10% off any purchase when ordering from our mobile app and enter promo code 910AM. Our new menu items include gluten-free wraps, spinach wraps, fried spicy buffalo cauliflower, and sweet potato maple cheesecake. Don't forget about our always delicious Seigensburg corned beef, our fresh hand-patted charbroiled 100% premium beef burgers, and our homemade teriyaki stir-fries. Central Park Deli has curbside service available and DoorDash delivery. Come visit us today. Do you have an idea for an invention or new product? Do you think companies would be interested in your idea? Do you want to try to get a patent? Then call InventHelp now. InventHelp keeps your idea confidential and explains every step of the invention process. We create professional materials representing your idea and submit it to companies who are looking for new ideas. We have more than 9,000 companies who have agreed to review ideas in confidence. If a company shows interest in manufacturing your invention, we can negotiate on your behalf. We have helped over 10,000 clients receive patents. We also offer services including 3D modeling and animation demonstrating your idea, prototyping services, and we use state-of-the-art technology to show InventHelp client ideas to additional companies. Join the thousands of people just like you who chose InventHelp to pursue their idea. We are experienced. We are working for you. We are InventHelp. Call us for free information at 1-800-460-1663. That's 1-800-460-1663. Again, 1-800-460-1663. 63. Balance of Nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I had no energy for months and months and months. I had no energy, and I'm a very active person. And my husband was noticing that I was tired all the time, and I was slow at everything that I was doing. And I kept listening to the commercials. And, you know, you don't know if something's going to help you or not, but I decided this was something I was going to do. And lo and behold, in about four days after taking them, I was repotting plants. I was doing other things. My husband said to me, you seem to have more energy. And I said, oh, yeah, I'm fine. And I'm telling you, nothing has ever made such a difference. So anyway, I'm very happy. 
Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code RADIO5. 9 a.m. Superstation has the greatest advertising deal ever with our Godfather package. 200 spots for $500, but they must air with a 30-day policy. That is only $2.50 per spot, and we will even produce the spots free. That's right, free. Call Mike Z at 248-357-4566, 248-357-4566, or email at M-I-K-E-Z at the network.org. This excludes political ads. 910, The Superstation, Detroit's only African-American talk radio. All right, welcome back to Star Radio. We're talking with Stephen Cole Smith, uh, race rider with uh, Haggerty. And uh, Stephen, we're talking about the uh, the IndyCar season winding up, uh, exciting uh, second title for Will Power, one of the most engaging personalities in the sport. Uh, interesting, uh, another interesting uh, finish to the season was Alex Pillow, uh just ran away with the uh, that last race of the season. Uh, Power uh, celebrated championship, but Pillow was just the, the, the class of the field in that last race at Laguna Seca. He's been on the bubble all year as to where he's going next year. What, what's, so what's the latest in the Alex Pillow story? Well, it was kind of an interesting uh, uh, victory lane with Chip Ganassi, his owner, uh, kind of standing back and not really participating that much because uh, Palou had a contract with uh, Chip, and he was trying to break it to go to uh, McLaren. But it looks like they're going to he's going to stay with Chip. And Palou did not have a great year. I mean, he led 67 laps of the last race. But considering the fact that he was a champion the year before, it was an off year. And I think he just wasn't happy with the equipment. But obviously the equipment they gave him for this last race was pretty darn good. <laughs> yeah, apparently so. Um, uh, other storylines uh, in, in the pit, uh, you mentioned um, you mentioned Joseph Newgarden was right there at the end. Team, team uh, Penske, very strong. But it's a, it's, it's a series that has this incredible range of age uh, from young guys like uh, Hello and, and Colton Herta all the way out to 48-year-olds like, um, uh, like uh, Elio Castroneves. Um, uh, do you see Castroneves come back? And I also uh, think J- uh, Jimmy Johnson uh, announced a retirement, did he not? Yeah, I think Jimmy Johnson's done with IndyCar, but I think we're going to see him in IMSA. And, of course, we're going to see uh, Elio in IMSA more. He won the uh, last race of the year uh, as uh, one of the backup drivers for uh, the uh, Michael Shank racing team. Uh, but he won Petit Le Mans, which I think was his fourth win. Uh, it's really amazing at his age that he's able to do what he can do, and I don't see any any uh, real attempt for him to slow down, but I'm not sure he's going to be back to IndyCar next year. 
Yeah. Uh, speaking of IMSA, IMSA also wound up its uh, race season uh, uh, last weekend at Road Atlanta, the 10-hour Petit Le Mans, one of the great uh, events in the United States, uh, a tremendous endurance race at, at one of the epic tracks in the States. And, and uh, Steve, it came down again to the final weekend uh, for the uh, for the IMSA prototype class. Uh, uh, talk about that. Yeah, it was a great race. I was there. Um, you know, we didn't know anything until the last hour. Things were running so closely. And then uh, the number 10 car, which was uh, would have won the race and won the championship, the same thing as the Meyer Shank race, uh, racing team, uh, win the race, win the championship. But the number 10 got tangled up with a uh, number 57 windward Mercedes right in the last few minutes and got some suspension damage when he was trying to make a pass. And that left the door open for the Meyer Shank racing team, uh, the Acura to, uh, get in there and get their third IMSA WeatherTech sports car championship title in four years, uh, which, uh, really is, is pretty amazing for a team that, that uh, is really not funded as as much as some of the teams like uh, uh, the uh, the Penske guys and and Chip Ganassi and some of the others. Yeah, and then, and of course uh, they they celebrate uh, their win uh, this year, and now uh, a lot of work to do uh, before Daytona in January because these guys and uh, a lot of these are the same teams. Uh, Meyer Shank, I think, and. Uh, when Taylor Racing are, are uh, turning around and developing this new Acura hypercar, GTP car, um, that is going to be an all-new car for um, Daytona in January. Um, what, what, what's, the, what's the latest uh, on, that, uh, on that car, and uh, uh, as well as the BMW, the Porsche, the Cadillacs that are all going to be buying for the 24-hour Daytona with the hybrid car? Well, all of them except Porsche stuck around for a few days after Petit Le Mans and uh, uh, practiced accurate, crashed, and had a really bad period there where uh, uh, they didn't get as much uh, practicing in, and they said they've got a pretty long way to go before they get ready for Daytona. Uh, I saw Porsche and Cadillac and Acura, all three, at uh, Daytona uh, a few weeks ago practicing, and I was there with Porsche. We were able to get up close with Porsche, but we were told to stay away from Acura and uh, um, Cadillac. So uh, it was interesting that that to watch all three of them. Cadillac, of course, has a naturally aspirated engine. It sounds completely different than the other two. But they all look great. They're all sleeker-looking cars than the DPI. And from what I'm talking, what I was talking to the Cadillac and, and some of the uh, Porsche guys, it's a very similar car to drive. So driving is not going to be a problem. It's going to be uh, just whether or not these cars are going to hold up. And one of the guys at IMSA told me it may be a very good uh, Daytona for an LMP2 car to win just in case some of these brand new cars have some teething problems. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's an endurance race after all. 24 hours uh, was a long time to run a uh, brand new car. You and I were both down there uh, with Roger Penske. I mean, uh, Roger Penske was on site 
for that test at Daytona with his new Porsche 963. Uh, I think that tells us how serious he is about uh, this coming race season in IMSA. Yeah, yeah. Roger gave us uh, some good amount of time uh, because of the lightning in the area. He, he just uh, told us uh, a lot about the, the history of uh, his participation and how excited he is about this. That was the first time he'd seen the new car run, and I'm not sure they knew for sure that Penske was going to be there, but, man, he was. And uh, you can tell when the captain is in the room, everybody snaps to attention. Yeah, he's going for his uh, not only Daytona in January, but wants to add Lamar. Uh, to his resume, um, you think you think those that's looking pretty good for him, Steve? If Porsche can deliver for him, I don't know who can. I mean, they've got such a great background. Porsche's got such a great record. Uh, they've been testing longer than any of the other cars, and they seem ready. Uh, when you or I were down at uh, Daytona, um, they seem more ready than some of the other teams to uh, take on the, the 24 hours. So I think Lamont is going to be a pretty good bet for Roger Penske and, and Porsche. Yeah, like a, lot, a lot to look forward to next year. Steve, uh, thanks for the time as always, and have a great weekend. You too, Henry. Thank you. All right, we're going to take a break here at the top of the hour. And uh, on the other, uh, other side of the hour, we'll be talking to Scott McLaughlin of IndyCar the IndyCar Team Penske, you're on Car Radio. I'm sick. I'm turning to the church who keeps telling me I'll burn. How can a sick church save a dying world? They can't. This is the story of a pastor's son who suffered from addiction, schizophrenia, and HIV. When he turned to his father's church, the church turned on him. If you would like to host a free viewing of this powerful documentary, contact SOAR at 734-697-9511. Governor Whitmer knows that sometimes hardworking people just need an opportunity to get ahead. That's why she's fought to deliver policies that help improve lives in our community. She expanded child care access and invested $17 billion into our public schools. She funded tuition-free community college scholarships to help folks finish a degree or improve their skills. Governor Whitmer, keep fighting for policies that create opportunity for all of us. Paid for by Put Michigan First. Attention, if you owe money to the IRS, this is an urgent message. The IRS is cracking down by sending out heart-stopping letters, aggressively garnishing paychecks, seizing bank accounts, and putting liens on homes and businesses. They call it enforced compliance. And you better watch out, because penalties and interest on unpaid taxes compound daily, making it seem impossible to ever get out of debt. Don't let tax debt destroy your life. You need to call Optima Tax Relief, the number one tax resolution firm. They are experts in the Fresh Start Initiative, one of the big biggest breaks that the IRS has ever offered. If you qualify, you could save thousands. Optima's resolved over $1 billion of tax debt for their clients. They have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.